I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Well, welcome listeners to another episode of Thriving Matters podcast. You know, it is astonishing that how we thrive in our current environment is really to the fore. And my guest today is the most beautiful girl in the world, Amy Stewart. And Amy and I do know each other from the EI Collaborative. So welcome, Amy. How are you today? Oh, Carrie, you put a smile on my face. Thank you. It is weird sitting at a, uh, at a desk on my own and just looking up and hearing beautiful words. So thank you. It's a really valid question at the moment, the good old how are you, isn't it? In this moment, I'm really good because I'm chatting to you. If you'd asked me that two and a half hours ago, my answer would have been probably slightly different. On the whole, I'm really good and all the better to be chatting to you and having a, a really nice quality conversation during our podcast today. Thank you. Well, Amy, the reality is that we are really seesawing between emotions at the moment, are we? We're in the middle of the coronavirus uh, worldwide, around the globe. We have so much that is going on and the way we are looking after ourselves and looking after those we love and also putting it out for the world that we do care for each other, I think is the crux of how we thrive in life and work. So the aim of the uh, the Thriving Matters podcast is to talk to ordinary gals like you and I and look at the types of things we can do that can be quite extraordinary in the way we show up each day, in the way we look at our circumstances and how we then choose to behave and it's not easy. So I'm really grateful that, you know, a few hours ago, Amy, um, it was different for you. It was different for me because this morning was the first time I had a little bit of a, uh, a tearful start to the day. And um, I no doubt that is happening around the globe as we speak. Oh, yes. I've, I've already had a few conversations this morning. Some of them planned, some of them ad hoc. And one of them was speaking with another school parent and she was sharing an extraordinary personal journey that she's been going on for the last few years and that everybody's reality right now in terms of this uncertainty has actually been her reality for the last few years. So we connected on, on a few levels. The concept of we have two ears and one mouth mm. is something that I'm truly tapping into. I'd like to think get that right a lot of the time based on the amazing work that people like you and I are able to do, yet more than ever, personally, professionally, community-based, wherever, wherever else we're needed right now, that two ears and one mouth is critical. And Amy, what a great uh, way to really talk about our contribution in the ordinariness of our day. That 
two eyes, two ears is actually visible in an image. Maybe you should look this up if you're interested. The image for active listening uh, in Chinese characters actually includes a symbol for the heart. As you know, Chinese language is made up of characters. And so there is a, a characters there for two eyes, two ears, one mouth. But the other thing that's included is a sign for the heart in this. And I just love using this because it means that we are humanness uh, shines through in this. And how are we genuine in our day-to-day -day relationships? in the way we can empathise with others, the way we can be compassionate, how we make our decisions, making sure we include the heart of the matter in it. And I, I just love that you brought that up this morning. Fantastic. <laughs> and I've just learnt something new as well. I think our listeners and myself will be going away and looking up that image. What a, what a lovely yeah. anticipation of something I'll look up. Thank you for sharing. Oh, Amy, I know that each day everyone is waking up with thoughts on their minds with particular feelings or a sense of anxiety or a little bit of panic. What's something that you do to bring yourself into the present that you could share with us? I have to be honest, I don't have one or two. Um, and, and at the moment, I'm, I'm trying a few different things. One thing, however, that I've actually drawn from my beautiful mum, my dad, who has brought my mum a cup of tea in bed for as long as I can remember. <sighs> I have a cup of tea to start the day every single day. Um, sometimes I'm really spoilt um, and, and our kids are getting a little older now where they're sort of trying with a bit of parental support to almost bring me a cup of tea in bed, which is lovely. So whether <laughs> I'm making it, whether I'm being brought it in bed by, by the loved ones in my house, that's one thing. And it just, it's my go-to. It's absolutely my go-to. And I truly miss it if it's not there. Um, some of the other stuff that I'm actually doing in this actual moment is I just think, right, who can I send a text to this morning? And my text message are just around thinking of you, how are you? And that's about it. So there's no kind of big, long-winded messages. I mean, there's a lot of text out there to be reading at the moment. So they're, they're my go, my, my two. We would probably need a whole lot more hours to, to, to share some of the other insights, but that's certainly where I sit right now. Yeah, they're, and they're great, aren't they? You just brought back a memory for me. My dad was news agent, so, you know, in the decades ago, he would be up to roll the papers every morning very early to get them ready to for the paper run. Um, and before he left the house, he always bought my mum a cup of tea in bed. And so that's a lovely memory to have just had brought back. So thank you, Amy, for that today. And it shows us the power of our memories and how we can use them as positives and just thoughtfulness really that becomes part of our autopilot I suppose the way that we behave. One of the things I was going to ask you and I do for all the guests is um, has there been something in your life whether it's an author, whether it's been a significant other person, whether it's been an occasion that has really influenced the way you decide to show up every day in your life. And I'm wondering, you're a mum, you're a professional, uh, you are a wife or a partner, uh, you're a daughter, uh, you are many, many things, you're a volunteer, you know, you have amazing things that are part of who Amy Stewart is. So 
Is there something there in your past that really has been pivotal in shaping you to who you are today and how you show up? Gosh, that's a good question. Um, and, and to be really honest, there's no one thing. There are lots of lots of things, some of those big, some of those small. So um, very so pivotal in terms of my upbringing and who shaped the, I guess the person I am and the way I show up is kind of work hard and play hard. Um, so whilst I wasn't necessarily raised with that language per se, is that uh, extraordinary work ethic and I've also married someone who, who happens to have that extraordinary work ethic and that was something that we've always demonstrated and I'm, something I'm really proud of. Strength of family and the family connection piece is always critical to me. So where I have those moments to connect with others, whether they're random, whether they're chosen, is something that absolutely shapes me. And those moments, so I mentioned earlier what happened with a conversation this morning with one of the other school parents. There's been critical things. You know, when our youngest child was born, she was born six weeks early and that was a shock to all of us. I was at work one day and the following morning, all sorts of circumstances led us to both being in critical conditions and a bubba girl was born. And so at that point, I'd never described myself as being resilient Yet the joy that I took out of that whole experience was that I needed to start saying thank you to people. I'd always been fiercely independent and still am. Yet when someone says, oh, can I drop you off? Can I pick you up? Can I do something in terms of meals or food? And I just started to say yes to stuff. So um, if someone's offering, particularly at times like this, I urge people to say yes. If people didn't want to offer, they probably wouldn't be asking. And that's something mm. that I'm really mindful of in returning the favour to other people as well, um, mm. always being thoughtful. It's quite lovely in the moment, isn't it, really, that um, thoughtfulness and mindfulness of the others around us is absolutely essential and pivotal to the way I hold myself day in, day out. And I would love to think that we can continue to do that we're seeing beautiful elements of it at the moment. We're probably seeing some opposites of that as well. Well, Amy, what you've just brought up in me is that notion of, you know, the wise gardener. What are the optimal conditions possible for a seed to grow into a perfect plant? And look, I don't think there's a perfect plant or a perfect flower or perfect bush I think it's all in what we are becoming and so I like the notion of looking at the role models in your life the people who gave you some of their DNA and you've added your own DNA in the choices that you make and that's part of your thriving isn't it you're being generous of spirit and it's mirrored in the way you behave and that's what uh, our emotional intelligence is all about it's looking at how our emotions in the moment then affect the way we behave and then how we influence ourselves and others. And I think that's the critical part of what we're in at the moment with a global response to a virus that we don't really understand, it's brand new. We have to actually look at this differently. So each part of our day is around those moments where, yes, we have to evaluate 
is what I'm doing today meant to happen? Do I have to change that and respond in a different way? And of course, we're living with change every second of the day. And some of that's really, really hard because we've gotten used to a particular way of living, a particular way of operating, a certain income that's coming in, having certain access to the things that we believe give us life. And now we're looking at how flexible we can be and how adaptable we can be in this change. And it's massive change. So I think what we're talking about is how do we garden for the best possible conditions? And I like that notion of um, whether we're a weeder or a gardener or whether we do both and, and how we go about that. So I think that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Look, if I asked you, if we had a message for the next decade, what would we like to share with everybody? What would be our message? And gosh, there's plenty, plenty of messages out on Facebook, on Instagram, on all the media at the moment. But is there something, Amy, that is the heart of you showing through and would be a message you'd like to give the world at the moment? Oh, two words, Carrie. Be kind. I'm going to add two more to that. Be thoughtful and kind. So it goes back to the two ears and the one mouth. Mm. Do I actually need to say something right now or can I just listen? when someone is saying something, are there words? There may not be words. Sometimes there aren't words. And, you know, we, we, we do a lot of work in the space around you know, courageous conversations and providing feedback and all of those critical skills that we want our leaders with and contributors, let's be honest, is that it's a Stephen Covey quote around, you know, and I am paraphrasing here, we listen with the intent to reply. That's what lets us down. Why do we always need to reply? Why can't we just listen? I think now more than ever, off the back of that listening, being thoughtful, it doesn't have to be some element of generosity or consideration, you know, how are you in listening to someone's response? It may well be notice something that you posted, for example, if it's a social media or I haven't heard from you or just reaching out and then ultimately being kind. And sometimes being kind is just a good old chat it's a funny picture that you might send. It's a beautiful memory that we've raised with each other today through our, our questions and conversation. I love what you said about the listening and the kindness because it's not just being kind to others. We have to be kind to ourselves as well to be able to still give to others. It's a bit like you get on the plane and you get the safety talk and it's all about putting the face mask on yourself first before you put it on the child in the seat next to you or the elderly person who can't do it for themselves. It's all about you have to actually look after yourself so you can be the best possible person for, the, for others. And it's a similar message, isn't it? You know, again, we're really good at cliches. Take care of yourself. You know, all these sorts of things that we're, we're probably really capable of saying and, hey, I'm, I put my hand up, that, that's me a lot of the time. What does that actually mean, though? And so some moments of reflection that I've been having in recent days is that usually on a day like today, a sunny Sydney day in March, in fact, I would have been running a workshop. One of my favourite things to do is to go and run beautifully immersive leadership workshops. They're for really obvious reasons and 
absolutely essential reasons have been curtailed for, for the foreseeable future. Normally, I, I don't make time in the morning to put my sneakers on because I'm normally out the door dropping kids at before school care and, and all of that stuff. And we're normally at school by 7am. So that doesn't have to happen at the moment. And so on go the sneakers. And for right now, I'm walking my kids to school and I'm picking them up every day. And I could probably count in the last 12 months how often we've, we've done that. There's been quite a few times, but I could probably count. Yeah. How cool is that? Oh. So that's that's these moments of a central reframing in that let's embrace this while it lasts because before too long we may well go back to a new normal but where can I grab onto some of those moments as well and I'll tell you what at the moment all of those moments are dropping in um, the fact that you and I are probably having this conversation right now to be really honest is something that <laughs> we probably would have pushed out a little bit further. Um, based on our our normally fairly full schedules with running sessions and coaching and whatnot. So, yeah, again, yeah. I, I shall leave that there, Carrie. <laughs> and, Amy, what, you're, what you've just brought up for all of us is that, you know, this notion of embracing the detours can be beneficial mm. for us. It's not all pessimistic and woe-be-me. It's not all negative. What you've just given us is a perfect example of what a change can do for bringing you together. Here you are, there's nothing better than putting on the shoes to actually feel yourself grounded and moving your body with it. The conversations side by side with your beautiful children. You know, you are going out into the wild. You're opening your hearts and minds to a new mystery, a new magic, a new majesty of the natural world, which if we had still been still in our usual state, perhaps we, you know, we've given up. We haven't got time for that. But now we've actually mm. reassessed and gone, actually, this is what I can do because you're also role modelling to your children some very good and sound resiliency skills in how to use your body and be present in the moment to maintain and manage your feelings about a situation. So I think it's a fabulous example. And I really want to thank you for, uh, for sharing that with us. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for asking. <laughs> well, listeners, usually at the end of our conversations, we have a call to action. And what I have heard in our conversation today is really about how adaptable we can be in times of intense emotion, of intense change and the unknown. So there is a lot here that we don't know is going to happen. But how can we still be generous? How can we still be kind to ourselves and others? And how can we still look at uh, building our resilient skills for a new future, perhaps it's, that's quite unknown. And we've talked today about listening, that notion of twice as much listening and observing and less talking, but adding our heart into the mix. And that heart brings us right into the human-centred way we all want to live our life and show up to be better people. So in times of crisis, perhaps that better person isn't showing up because we're anxious and we're panicking about things. But if we can find 
the change, find the opportunities to look at things slightly differently, to put on our joggers or get our hands into the garden and look at what else we can grow, bit of a metaphor, I think. Um, well, then we can bring through a lot of who we are into the future and what we really ask for. So, Amy, I want to thank you today for showing up here at the podcast, Thriving Matters podcast. It, you've been very honest, you've been very genuine, and that's what ordinary people do that is quite extraordinary. And that's what our Thriving Matters podcast is all about how we do thrive in life and work and how we make sense of whatever is to come and is to be. So I wanna thank you today. Uh, if Amy, if anyone would like to contact you, what's your best contact details? So I'm very present on LinkedIn under Amy Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, and that's A-M-Y. I'm also on Facebook under Amy Stewart Learning and Development, and Email-wise, amy at amystewart.com.au would be, I'd love for people to reach out and say hello in terms of probably building some of our presence in different ways than what we would be used to. So um, the opportunity to connect with other people or as we've done today so beautifully, Carrie, is our worlds have collided because of circumstances. How lucky are we? Thank you for inviting me today. I'm, I'm truly humbled and it was my absolute pleasure. Oh, and everybody, if you'd like to know more about what I do, um, I'm easily found Carrie at Carrie Benedet, B-E-N-E-D-T dot com. You know what, everyone? Let's leave with that notion of Amy's cup of tea in the morning. What is it that you can put in place as a new resiliency strategy, as a grounding strategy, to start your day off in a mindful place. That cup of tea, I can just feel its warmth permeating throughout my hands as I hold the cup. Whatever you like, English breakfast, peppermint, whatever it is, Earl Grey, Lady Earl Grey, knock yourselves out and get that cup of tea going. It's a great way to start off new changes, put something in place that is a ritual and a habit. Over to you because your Thriving Matters. And if you've enjoyed today, we'd love a thumbs up. So Thriving Matters podcast is on Podbean, Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, give life a red hot shot because your Thriving Matters. Bye for now.